everybody. I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your face. Wow, that one felt really good to me. I bet yeah, that one was good. I have a mic now, so. Um, yeah, so I came up to my parents and I did not pack my mic and Maya is also figuring out her <laughs> new apartment situation and doesn't have her mic. So I think we continue our streak of all three of us never being on mic at the same time in one episode. We do our best. I don't think it's ever happened. I just, I don't think so. I just want the record to show that I'm doing the best right now. <laughs> no, no, no. I said we all do our best. <laughs> and right now I'm doing it the best. I mean, or did you do the worst because you timed it so poorly that you're the only one on mic today? No, because it would just be really awful for all of us to not be on Nobody was on mic. (laughs) It would be a real throwback. I'm really carrying the podcast today. (laughs) No, no, no. Remember back in the day, we all were on one mic in that (laughs) tiny room? that's true. (laughs) (laughs) And we'd like- Remember when we saw each other in person? Oh, I do remember that. It's been a whole year. It'll be soon. I think it'll be soon. I'm optimistic. I feel like soon has I just want to get fucking hammered with you guys. <laughs> I don't know why I'm like super into the idea of getting hammered, but I really want to do we it. We don't have do. the opportunity to do so. It's like the forbidden fruit. Like, yeah, I think that we just have to go back to like, you know, we're only going to need to do it once and then we'll be like, oh yeah, this. Like, right, it's uh, awful. But I can't wait. But yeah. We're back. There was a technical difficulty. Um, Do we, uh, are we going to read any listener letters? I didn't think about it until <laughs> Okay, then we're not. We're not going to do okay. it. Okay. We'll, we'll do more next week. We'll catch up a little next week. <laughs> we we probably won't. It's fine. <laughs> listeners, I was distracted over the past week because my mom had my nephew for spring break. Aww. And whenever they're together, he calls me all the time. So we can play Fortnite together. Aww. So I played a lot of Fortnite over the past week. Or who who is better at Fortnite? Um, he is markedly better at Fortnite than me. He's really good. I'm pretty bad, but I've started like improving in a really noticeable way. Well, there you go. Practice, yeah. you know. Do you guys want to hear the drama from last night? Sure. What drama? So, well, I'm about to tell you. <laughs> oh. Um, so last night I was playing Fortnite with Michael. He was like, can I, can we play like with my friends? And I was like, yeah, totally. Like, let's play with your friends. So I'm on this call with my nephew, my boyfriend, and my nephew's like two 11 year old friends. <laughs> um, and you know, we're just having a grand old time. I'm like, what kind of books do you guys like? Uh, <laughs> What's the best part about being 11? The answer is that it's double digits and they're both ones, which obviously, that is true. And one of them goes, so Michael, what do you think about this whole, uh, you know, the thing? I was clued in listeners. I was listening. Um, and Michael was like, I, I don't know. That's, that's your business. And I was like, what? now I'm listening even harder. Um, and he goes, you know, the thing, the grace situation. Obviously, <gasps> my nephew knows what he's talking about, but he doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> and I was like, look, 
if there is 11 year old drama, I do need to hear about it. Um, <laughs> so you're going to have to go ahead and spill, kid. Uh, and there was some back and forth over who was going to tell this story. And my nephew was like, I'm absolutely not telling this story. And I was like, it's you, tell me. So the other kid was like, okay, so um, like, um, <laughs> he goes, I have a girlfriend. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, keep going, keep going. I already, I already knew this was some kind of relationship drama. So totally. proceed. Um, and he goes, and my girlfriend has a best friend and I was like that's okay. great for her I love that awesome <laughs> keep going he's like and it was just the best friend's birthday okay and I was like okay goes and they posted a TikTok <gasps> of them kissing and I said <gasps> interesting <laughs> and he said and they're both girls and I said okay so are you upset because your girlfriend kissed a girl or are you upset because your girlfriend kissed someone else and he said oh it's the same she's a girl that she kissed and I was like no 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 no, except except are you upset that the person she kissed is a girl one of these is acceptable and one of them is not yeah and he like was like you know how like kids say things without saying anything at all yeah he did that and I was like (laughs) you know because it's okay for girls to kiss girls and in the same way that it's okay for boys to kiss boys. But I understand how it would not be fun to have your girlfriend kiss someone else at all. He was like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> okay, so you are a budding little homophobe. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I've figured it out. But You're doing now you know, right? you're now you well, know. Well, you know, you said it, it doesn't fly here. Yeah. Even the 11 year olds, they absorb. Just, they learn. They I absorb. I cannot imagine in my 2000s girl phase being able to like record making out with someone oh, and like God. just distribute it to the Hosting world. It? I, I thought you were gonna say know. kissing anybody. Like there wasn't even like nobody I knew. I mean people I knew, but not like my friends. There was no, no kissing happening <laughs> among my 11 year old circles. Like I knew it was happening, but it's it sounded fake. Like that's next level for this girl. I'm only Okay, is it next level or is this normal for them? I have no idea. I, I refuse to, to be normal that. for them. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that they're 11 or that they're on TikTok? <laughs> because my niece just turned TikTok. 12 and that means that she's probably posting TikToks making out with other people and I can't well, handle that. That's bad probability. It's, that's not true. <laughs> Most of them can't be posting. Most of them have yeah. to be, you know, liking and commenting. Okay, well, then it's not normal then. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't need to be in the majority to be normal. It's normal to have red hair. Fine, <sighs> yes. That's an excellent point, Maya. But an excellent example that you came up with very quickly. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think about something related earlier, so I had it locked and loaded. But Melissa, I promise your niece is not one of them. Okay. Well, if she yeah. is, power to her. Yeah, but look at Melissa's face. She's not. She's definitely not Melissa. <laughs> She's probably not. Also, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if kissing on TikTok is ever really a great idea. Um, I also asked that child uh, his favorite book that he had read recently, and it was uh, a Warriors book. <gasps> yes! 
the so warriors are still rolling yeah they they're are. still rolling that was really imagine hard. i'm really that your favorite book is warriors that was and, me and your girlfriend kissed another girl on oh, tiktok that was not me. yeah that, like, those two things don't go together those two things do not go together <laughs> it's a different experience than wow. what we used to. like book wild about cats wild should Cat take this too you should um uh recommend wings of fire to that child next time because if he likes warriors and kissing i've heard there's like <laughs> shipping in wings of fire there are dragons are so it's like chill no i don't think the drag i i haven't read them i don't think the dragons kiss but the fandom is really big on shipping i've definitely seen like child fan art of dragons with like little hearts above them next to each other I just, you were very specific about if you like warriors <laughs> and kissing. And I was like, oh, shit. Is there like a whole level to this? I don't like, know what know. dragon affection is actually like. Well, also like. Maybe they just hold paws. I, it was fun to like hear this kid tell the story of like other people kissing, but I don't want to hear about any child's personal experience with kissing. No 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 like, not interested <laughs> um, keep it moving anyway we're here right, to talk about in. a book <laughs> With like, son. a little bit of kissing there could be more so, kissing there's some kissing stuff. in these chapters like, very brief yeah, that's true uh who's recapping it's not me right? it gets my turn <laughs> melissa but it's okay because i prepared right <gasps> before this i read some wow yeah. All right, close it down, everybody. We're done. <laughs> All right, fam. So, um, and I did check half an hour before this which chapters we were reading. So I also know the correct answer to this. We read chapters 22 and chapters 23. And in chapter 22, The Hunt, we finally get the interaction between James, Laurent, Victoria, and the fam. Um, it's super tense. We get a lot of new information, like about Jasper's ability and mm -hmm. Edwards, and you know, it's just all very fraught, but also all completely internal. Ooh, so yeah. fraught and internal. And, you know, essentially it ends the same exact way that it ends in Twilight, uh, in that they run away. And that's when we get to the next chapter, which is them continuing to run away. And then Bella decides that Charlie is also important. And so that changes everything. And they go back and they do the whole blow up with Charlie. And then they get back on the road again. There's some blow up at the house with Rosalie. Honestly, I skipped a lot of that part because I skipped all the parts where Rosalie is being gross because it's Stephanie Meyer's fault that she's being gross. Anyway, I, I digress. <laughs> um, and uh, that's actually exactly where I stopped really um i don't really know where the chapter ends uh, after that um you were doing so well you. <laughs> um you could have fudged it but since you i really have no idea how it ended yeah i mean is there really um, that's like it you had like two pages left oh, damn i was so close <laughs> you were so close thing. Wow. yeah you were so close I'm gonna have to go ahead and give you like a five. What uh, the fuck, Maya? I was gonna say a six and a half. Harsh. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I think read the first these part, chapters. 
you skimmed them. It took me half an hour to read one of these chapters. This does not motivate me to prepare again. (laughs) You're only motivated by external validation. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that is exactly (laughs) what I'm saying. I thought we all understood that by now. Here's the thing. I do not give my score to motivate. I give my score to evaluate. To reflect the truth. Yeah. Well, you know what? Bitches? You think we're gonna be out here I'm just throwing you the goddamn you? truth? You'll wait for the truth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the reason you get a five is that even though you did start off really great, thank you. You gotta fake it till you make it. When you're not gonna stick. <laughs> Are to you landing. saying that in order to get a better grade, I have to fake it? Yes, it's a I'm, yeah, yeah. Why are you? You can then you can't. It's not actually evaluating on truth. That's what you said. You said you're evaluating. Here's the truth. Evaluating on performance. It's not an English essay. It's a speech class. (laughs) (laughs) Melissa is looking very darkly at us. To show you that is what. Okay, so when I was a kid, uh, I mean, I continue to be to this day a very stubborn person. And as a child, I would make this face when I was like annoyed and being stubborn and you tilt your head forward. You look up at the people with your brows very furrowed and glare. And that in my family is called bull eyes. (laughs) And Melissa just displayed top notch bull eyes. I refuse to acknowledge this. And now that they've been acknowledged, Melissa has adjusted her face to be like, (laughs) no, that's not what I'm doing. I did not. Okay, so uh, these chapters, it's very, you're right, it's very internal. Uh, that was a great point. Thank we'll you. go an extra 0.75. Thank you. I you're appreciate welcome. that. <laughs> um, Edward. Edward's thinking about everything all the time, right? Up to this point, he's like, I can listen to every brain equally all the time. I'm so smart, la-dee-da. But in this one, he can tell that James is a hunter. So he has to listen extra closely to James. And so he misses other things. And I'm like, where have we ever seen Edward? Yeah, what about his infinite fucking brain? Yeah. What happened to it? Normally he's um, like, I, I can think about several things at once and not miss a beat, but he's like, oh, right. I must focus this. fully. And so he like misses all sorts of other stuff. Like he's not, it's kind of a better reading experience. Um, Cause well, we get to discover like, things right. with him. <laughs> I, yeah. I think that I appreciated a lot of the new information here because it's true. One of our complaints, I feel like with Twilight was like, none of this actually makes any sense alice can see the future edward can read minds they're all vampires why is this even happening right um and stephanie does do a pretty good job of setting it up so that it's plausible that this entire this is difficult right yeah yes exactly that's true um also, I, she helped make it plausible that, like, they don't notice Bella for very right. long. Because that feels a little silly. It's like, ooh, exactly. she, like, put her hair over her face. Wow. Right. She smells in, so good. Why, why didn't you notice her? Right. So here, obviously, at the very end of last chapter, we got him tapping his foot along with her heartbeat, which they're just like, 
he's a weirdo. Don't know why <laughs> that's vampire. happening. And then the real biggie at the beginning of this chapter is Jasper's like cool camouflage trick uh, right. where he's like projecting. It doesn't, does it make a lot of sense to me? No. Eh, it's a little iffy, but it's cool. Uh, he projects a feeling that he and Alice and Bella and Esme are just like very meek and uninteresting and boring. And so if people look at them, it's just like so uninteresting that they keep on moving, which is like the most uh, Harry Potter spell-like yeah. thing that happens in any Truly. of these books. It was baller. <laughs> <laughs> and simultaneously, he makes Emmett seem like even more imposing. Right. The best part to me was Emmett like takes a couple steps forwards and Edward is like, did the ground like really shake or is this Jasper's power? Here's the thing, Stephanie, that is not an emotion. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking this entire time. But that's the power. He's got powers we know not of. What Edward, Edwards didn't even know about him. I mean, this section also did really hit to me how, I guess, dangerous Jasper was because mm -hmm. Edward was so concerned about them noticing him. And I was like, as far right. as I'm concerned, Jasper's just some, like, lanky boy who, right. I don't know, southern gets blonde. angry. But, like, I've never really thought of him as being, like, worse scarred and, like, clearly... You, even though they tell us, we right. don't think about that much. Right. Do you they, think they, it's that like it, he's scarred in a vampire-y way right. like like is it plausible that Bella doesn't notice because a vampire who's like scarred all over his body has like that's true in slightly whiter lines right. yeah I think I think On they explain arm. it that way like when Jasper tells Bella the story in the next book or Breaking Dawn or whichever one he's like look more closely and she looks and like gasps because she sees <laughs> And it's like, right. what happened to you? Because she she couldn't see the, the didn't scars notice before. It. Yeah, right. Right. And um, so like that was interesting perspective to have because Edward right. was definitely coming at it like Jasper was the most dangerous and like experienced out of all of us. And right. I was just like, oh well, it never okay. occurred to me. <laughs> but cool. <laughs> I kind of appreciated that Edward like couldn't pay that much attention to Jasper in this because it was fun to watch Jack to watch Edward be like hang on, is Jasper doing this? As opposed right. to like getting Jasper's internal monologue, like, okay, right. time to protect everybody now using my power that exactly. I've conveniently this not mentioned. This is what I want all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Less monologue and more sort of reacting to just like people doing things that you don't expect. It is hard. I mean, this whole book already happened. So it's definitely hard to incorporate. This was probably her most successful, like, adding a new thing. That we already said that the knot was her most successful adding oh, a new thing. I think this really maybe good. comes in second. The knot was yes. really good. The knot was really good. Maybe it's a tie for me. I really like this one. <laughs> um, can I ask you guys a question? No. No. Okay. No. Okay, let's no move questions. on. <laughs> no, what is it? Okay, so... <laughs> listeners what happens is james shows up he's like so dangerous and so scary whatever um even though he's ugly it's also yeah. nondescript and the only ugly vampire who's ever lived <laughs> and 
the Cullens are very focused when they realize that James is a threat on hiding their own like abilities and powers right because they want to be able to like get the jump on James right but I kind of felt like do you guys think it maybe would have been a stronger strategic move to show just how powerful you are to be Mm. like yeah you don't want to mess with us generally yes but like the way that Stephanie portrays James is that he just like any obstacle makes it way more exciting right but like what if if when James and Edward are facing off against each other and James like starts to shift and Edward is like already shifting as well if Edward had just been like yeah I'm in your mind like that's next level and he could tell he could tell a lie too you know he could be like once I've heard your mind I can always hear your mind and you're never ever going to be able to escape me that's true good luck then I might be like and I have met my match (laughs) I Good think day. it I yeah, I think it's just that like James has never failed and he's too arrogant to think right. that he could be outmatched. So like maybe if they just kept lying. <laughs> so I so, just like I, at a certain point he would realize that there's like there's a, a level that can't be that he cannot defeat. Right. Exactly. An interesting thing I found about this chapter that's also added is Alice seeing the possibilities of how this goes and in twilight it is some sort of like well he's only one vampire like why are they so scared of him like this is kind of seems a little iffy Mm -hmm. but another convincing thing just go kill him right like he's a tracker so another convincing thing is like the story the you know alice's vision that if they tried to wait him out and like protect everybody that Bella loves, then he would start picking off randos. And like, right, and you're like, oh shit. Keep murdering random humans until something happened with them. And I was like, oh yeah, that's a thing that could happen. Like if it's stalemated, he, like anybody who's willing to kill anybody just, it's just has kill the upper people. hand. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it wouldn't even have to be a strategic move on his part. Like, if he's around long enough, he's just got to eat. Just gotta right. eat <laughs> That's a very good point. Maya. So to bring it back around, like, I think that it would be really hard to scare him off. Right. Like, it's true that they're very powerful, but he seems very, he seems like, unable very confident. to. Yeah, he's, like, overconfident. I just feel like Edward's mind reading, Alice reading the future, and if Jasper like stopped covering himself in this haze of tediousness and was like, ah, yes, visually, I'm the most lethal vampire you've ever seen. And everybody's scared of Emmett. Emmett's humongous. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, I know I'm confident. I know I'm great, but this is a lot. (laughs) I also, okay, here's another question. There's a moment where James like thinks through all these like different like accomplishments I was like what can be that hard for a vampire I know I was thinking that too like what twisted gross things has he done where like this is a very good challenge like this is maybe his best challenge but it's not like a runaway he's never had any challenge in his life right the only other one we know of is he somehow got a whip of Alice and was like I want that one and she was protected by another vampire 
So that's just like two data points. Like what else? And it is like that brings up. So Alice in these chapters suggests to Edward that one way to protect Bella is just turn her into a vampire. So like Mm -hmm. how many humans are important enough to a vampire that they'll protect them, but not so important to them that they'll just turn them into a vampire. I, I was thinking along those lines. I was like, I was wondering how many actual like family units exist. Like imagine if you're just going out and about and you get turned into a vampire and you're like, shit, I'm going to outlive my whole family. Maybe you'd be like, or I could just turn them. (laughs) Just kill them all. Just, okay, I'm going to turn my son into a vampire too. Yeah. Now Now we're together forever. (laughs) (laughs) Or like if you're like kid as a kid, you let them like grow up. You let them grow up. Yeah. Then it's like, hey, do you want to be a vampire? Cool. (laughs) Come on over. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, what? Okay, here's what I think Stephanie Meyer would say to you. (laughs) I think that she would say, well, for most vampires, you become a vampire and it's impossible to be around humans. And then you just like go off on your murderous vampire rage and you become another creature and you can't bear to be around your family. And so you lose all connection with them. I'd be like, Stephanie Meyer, (laughs) you are a mother. Think about how much you love your son, Stephanie Meyer. Is there any force on this planet that could make it so that you don't love your sons? No, no, not even death itself. <laughs> they would change their kids, like, Stephanie, and you know it. You're telling me, Esme, this super mom would just walk away. Would just walk away. I don't think so. It's a great point, Ma. Um. Can I bring up something that I really enjoyed from this chapter, which is uh, that Edward definitely has the hots for Laurent. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I did not not read this. (laughs) Please take me on that journey. On the first page, she she says, the male in the lead was tall and handsomer than average, even for a vampire. And I was like, oh. Melissa, that's buying into the heteronormative um, assumption that men cannot compliment each other without it being sexual in um, nature. No, I'm saying that Edward can't even find his beautiful ass self beautiful. <laughs> and, he's th- and he's like, oh, Laurent is even handsomer than average for vampires. I, I think the than average proves Melissa well not proves but is evidence in favor of Melissa's point because handsomer than average means that he recognizes other men are handsome on exactly exactly but it's also more it's more like factual it's not like who he was so handsome it's just like well you know if I had to catalog them um, then he would also be catalog above himself like that, but he doesn't. <laughs> okay, do you have more evidence? Or more? <laughs> I thought you were going to like really like spool a, a tail. <laughs> well, there's just one other thing that Edward notices about Laurent that I had never thought about before. So I like, you know. Like, what is it? Which is just that um, he had a faint French accent, but his internal voice came to him in English. Yeah, that was interesting. I was like, oh, so are we implying that Laurent is it French? Okay, 
Okay, what's the over under <laughs> on the copy editor having marked? I thought he was French. Okay, that his internal thoughts are in English, and then Stephanie wrote that sentence, or that she wrote it in her original draft. I would give strong odds to original draft because it is page 508. This copy editor was exhausted. Yeah, the copy editor was not paying attention to that shit anymore. <laughs> you know they did this on a tight turnaround. Yeah. And this is where it starts to get, you know. Let's pick it up. I yeah, have, so I have way fewer. less attention anyway because they're in it. I definitely have fewer markings. because I was just like, reading I was like, but what an odd thing to point out. I was like, is and the, but Edward doesn't comment on it. I was like, oh, is this is this weird for you? No, is it not? No. Can you imagine if we did find out in Midnight Sun that Edward was into Laurent? If it was written like handsomer than average, he shook his head, and I was amazed at his the strength of his jawline. Was he single? <laughs> Say Edward doesn't comment on the attractiveness attractiveness of anyone besides Bella. I mean, he does nope. on Rosalie. Yeah, he like, does talk about how hot Rosalie is all the time. In a way that, like, you know, it wasn't for me, but but I noticed it. <laughs> but he doesn't say that here. He says, no, he does not specify. Handsomer, <laughs> more handsome. Um, I had... I rest my case. <laughs> I had another realization, I guess, which is... Stephanie Meyer had to invent this Jasper cloud to explain why James doesn't immediately zero in and focus on Alice and think about that and reveal those thoughts to Edward. Oh, that's true. Oh. I, I feel like he knew what Alice looked like, right? Oh my God, that's so fucking stupid. Yeah. He, he barely <laughs> registers her like at the very end, but I thought that it was- it created because like she sort of realized through the series how intense jasper looks and so obviously they would be intimidated by jasper but i did not make the alice connection i feel sure that he would see alice as a vampire and he knows that the girl that he was looking for was turned into a vampire right and just be like oh that can't look that different. that's her yeah right that's the yeah. one that's see, I think that's where it gets complicated with Stephanie with like how do you keep everyone from thinking about the things that will inevitably need to be ruin your plot right brought later <laughs> and like one of the things is like with Victoria it really bothered me she like the entire time Victoria's just thinking about escaping I'm like okay she's not thinking about like oh what does James think about this thing that just happened and how it relates to us in our coven and where we're going i'm like she's just thinking about escaping this entire time yeah she's not like wondering like oh is he in charge how are these people all related to each other what the fuck right. is going on here why do they all live here together <laughs> right she's just anxious the whole time it was a real justice for victoria moment for me which <laughs> i never expected to have but i was like okay she's very scared she cannot enjoy her life if this is just how she lives. She's not a happy person. I know. And also, James did not doesn't care that. about her. Oh no, no. She is willing I mean, we to knew die that. for James's memory. Yeah, and he doesn't give a shit about her. Oh, yeah. No, as also like, like for Victoria. 
the whole like she goes stephanie goes so hard on victoria being scared and i didn't get it really i was like i is this am i supposed to be like gaining something about victoria's like yeah that's why it's so hard to catch her like counts her out i don't know it felt i felt it was kind of just it was what's the word i'm looking for i thought it was um discrediting to victoria mm-hmm. like she's just like a skittish deer and i'm like no right. we know later that she's much more conniving than that right i felt like it i feel like i saw it differently like it's not that she's skittish necessarily it's that she is like a master of escaping mm-hmm. because all through like new moon and eclipse they're like damn why can't we catch her and this helps us understand it's like oh she that's her tactic. yeah this is her talent she's like a genius at ev- evasion right i, I just I feel like then that would come off differently than just like girlfriends freaked out seeming scared yeah I, and scared i get you, I get you. like i, I would i like... kind of wanted it to be more calculating mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like even that. if that was what she was doing yeah gotcha that does seem more vampire-y right to be more calculating about it. I mean, we I know she's like, evil, so. We also sort of already start to get more about Alice and her, how things are working for her. I had a moment where I felt like I cracked it. Like, <laughs> I like saw how her visions work. And I'm not sure I'm gonna be able to reproduce it now, but I'll try. Okay, so like she, this is on page 511, this is, you know, she keeps searching. There's the blistering sunlight. She's thinking through all these cert- these futures. And then, so I was thinking, you know, so there's always, she can always see all of the possibilities. And then the exercise of deciding, quote unquote, deciding, like makes her be able to identify which future is which, like how you make a certain future happen. Right. So like there's always, you know, whatever, there's like 50 threads in front of you and you have to get the key to Bella's house. (laughs) And so first you decide to look under the flower pot and like you can trace that particular future forward if you make that decision. Okay. I see. I I think I'm getting it. Like she always sees kind of like a miasma of possibilities and when you make a decision one becomes clear and comes to the forefront and she can be like okay so not that then she can make another decision and be like all right that's what we'll do that looks good like you have to like take the first step on the little pathway to figure out which pathway you're all on all right all right i buy that that i think is no, okay. I was gonna say like maybe the reason Stephanie Meyer didn't write it more clearly that way is because it would be like kind of harder. But actually, I don't think that would be harder to describe. She just kind of didn't describe that. Like I get, like you were, like you've been saying, Maya. It's like there is a key that we don't have. Like mm-hmm. it's not that everything that's written down doesn't fit together. We just don't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, you know, when you're learning a board game and someone is explaining the rules and you're like, this is impossible. I will never learn this. This is stupid and it's going to take forever and there's no point. It makes no sense. But then like once like you've played through it, you're like, okay, I know how to play. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we just need 
that extra spark of understanding to take the information and make it into a real thing. But the pieces are still, haven't Maybe. changed. And they Maybe. don't need to change. Maybe. <laughs> um, I like how Edward has all these questions, right? Like, Alice keeps seeing these futures with blinding sunlight, like, and now a hotel room, it could be anywhere. Where could we possibly be? And meanwhile, Bella's in the car, like, let me tell you my idea. Let me tell you my idea. Let me tell you my idea. And you don't think it's possible that what she has to say is related? <laughs> Mysteries? He underestimates her so hard in this whole In this chapter, chapter is too much. <laughs> so thoroughly. And it's like, technically for her he's like i want to keep you safe oh always <laughs> always like bella and- didn't grasp what had happened how could she she had no context for any of this <laughs> guess what she, she grasps it perfectly and yet she's thinking about charlie and you aren't thinking about charlie at all yeah you forgot about charlie. you Bish. okay I mean, this was also- one of my oh go ahead go ahead i was gonna say that reading the charlie scene was a lot harder now that we had <sighs> edward's perspective Oh my god, should we skip ahead to that? Charlie is so sad. Like, wait, yeah, is there anything else before they get there? Just um, underestimating. Just listen to her. That's all. (laughs) That's all that's happening. What are we gonna do in Phoenix? Stay indoors. No duh. When Edward's like, but Emmett, then we'd have to kill James. And Emmett is like, like, of course we have to kill him. Since this started, Edward we thinks everybody him. around him is so yeah. dumb and he keeps asking these stupid questions. But everybody else is like, Edward, dumb. Which is ridiculous when he can read their he minds. He can read minds. <laughs> okay, yeah. And then, so then we do get to uh, goodbyes. I wrote at the top of this uh, chapter slightly naively excited for stuff I don't already know. <laughs> this is still a chapter of stuff we know i mean it's yeah. like sadder as melissa yeah. started to say it's sadder because we know how sad charlie is right like bella is able to tell us that this is gutting him but then we get the actual Edward gutting. Knows. yeah <laughs> let me tell you this is a line where i was like charlie and then i was like okay i mean the rest of us mm. <laughs> it seemed bella had scripted these words with care charlie stood stunned and splintering oh. as Bella ran awkwardly across the small lawn, the heavy duffel compromising her balance. The second half of that was like, <laughs> what up? A bit much, fine. Um, but stunned and splintering. And it's like, <laughs> Charlie. Oh, like, you know the one that got me? Which one? Um, when Bella is like, I'll sleep in the truck if I get tired. And from her point of view, it's like, yeah, duh, Charlie. She'll be fine. And Charlie imagined his daughter unconscious in the dark cab of the truck on the side of a freeway in the middle of nowhere, while all around her dark amorphous shapes crept closer and closer. I was like, oh. She's choosing to be there rather than oh, here Charlie. with you. I can't. Oh. Um, I got something. You're listening. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Something I thought was interesting was as Edward recognizes that he's going to have to say goodbye to Bella, even for, even if it does end up just being a short period of time, I knew that an actual pit had not opened in the center of my torso, but the impression was unnervingly realistic. 
I wondered if it was some long forgotten human response that I'd never felt in my immortal life because I'd never had a reason to panic quite like this. I was like, it's just like how Bella felt in New Moon. <laughs> there was like a hole in her chest. I was like, it's like, like this, the, the most Edward way that he could say it, but it is very accurate. <laughs> it's like they feel the pain of missing each other in the same way. Know if I can fully condone a relationship where you both at different times feel like you have gaping holes in your chest, but like I'm loving it, oh, you know, in these moments. One pro in their column is that Bella is in mortal danger here. That's yeah, true. That's true. I, I can like accept that. If a terrible vampire is trying to murder me, you better be fucked up emotionally <laughs> about it. If you are just like fine, that's worse for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then we get a classic uh Edward moment where he says, Bella pushed up on her onto her toes and crushed her lips against mine with what might be bruising force and dash for her. <laughs> <laughs> it's so embarrassing. <laughs> this is supposed to be like a romantic moment, and you're just busy talking about how it doesn't bruise you though. <laughs> I think it's kind of an iconic image like I feel like when we were talking about Twilight we talked about the image of her going up onto her toes you guys remember that I feel like we talked about that I don't remember anything that we talked about (laughs) (laughs) I think part of it is the fact that you know we did Twilight and then we did Life and Death and now we've done Midnight Sun so like I can't talking point (laughs) it's like we've talked about this wait we did New Moon right yeah, I, know. <laughs> yeah, we I was like, me. oh my god, do we gotta go all the way back to New <laughs> No, we did not. No, we, we get to go to Eclipse next. But you know, we've read this book three times, and then some once in a while we talk about Twilight outside of the podcast. Yeah. Like normally we're like save it for the pod, save it for the pod. But once in a while we talk about it. So like so it's a really I don't remember what we said on the podcast. <laughs> We used to talk about Twilight outside all the time. All the time, yeah. Which is what led chicken. to the podcast. <laughs> I miss having lunch with you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. Olivia peeling her oranges. Oh, <laughs> oh you uh, looked over to the side and I was like, is she going to hold up an orange? <laughs> like two little clementines? That would be so funny. Um, how do I remember Maya eating orange? I remember you always had cute shorts on when we were at work thank you oh my god yes she always ate chili you always ate chili yeah of course the chili I love the the soup stand across the street they had this amazing vegetarian chili but they kept accidentally poisoning me um, yeah with meat yeah by cross-contaminating it with the beef chili next to it it's a bummer but it was so good (laughs) (laughs) um I love the image of Bella kicking her front door open. Oh, yeah. Like, Edward so continues to be baffled by her. Like, <laughs> like deeply baffled. I didn't know what I'm she meant. Like, You're so stupid. My brain was too chaotic with panic to try to decipher her obscure thought processes <laughs> now. How about you're panicked? It's not her fault that you're panicked. <laughs> you know what, though? I think I really enjoy this dynamic. Just yeah. like. I don't understand her, but I love her so much. <laughs> and then where is it that she, oh yeah, I couldn't fathom why she was raising one leg until she kicked violently against the front door. It flew open. Um, like you don't need to fathom. 
fathom something sometimes yeah, and just, we're just like I mean it's happening so fast yeah, do you have time her, to let her, let her do it <laughs> and then Charlie keeps asking Bella these questions and Edward thinks that he knows what she's gonna say and she doesn't like Charlie's like did he hurt you and she's like no and he's like did he break up with you and Edward's like Easy. the question didn't sting but Bella's answer was a surprise because she's like, <laughs> no. And he's like, mm, but it makes Where's she sense. going with And this? it's so surprising to him when she's like, I broke up with him. He's like, um, he's like, I'm, I'm excuse me. <laughs> I'm, I, Edward Cullen is no dumpy. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. So then she like breaks Charlie's heart. At breaks Charlie's heart forever. Which is the, he's like too stunned and shocked to get into the car and follow her, which I think is probably like a more responsible parent thing to do. <laughs> like, um, I can't let my minor daughter go sleep on the side of the road, but he's. She, I guess he's respecting her wishes. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's good for the plot. It's but... good for the plot. <laughs> Yeah, because um, Edward is already hiding in that truck. Yeah. And then Alice, I guess, like, did you guys ever think about what had happened to the other car? I never thought about it. Alice never has thought about it. silently pushed Put the car. Yeah. The Jeep. The Jeep, like, down the driveway and down the road without turning it on, mm-hmm. and then pushes it silently behind the truck, and then in the middle of, like, going down the road, turns the Jeep on matching the speed of the truck which means that alice is crouched down but reaching up to steer with two fingers what in the world that's more about bella's truck then could this possibly look like so you're telling me that twilight really should have been like a heist movie yeah if we had that would seen be so fun. all of the vampires. I want Ocean's Eleven, but vampires. Like Emmett is up in the trees, like jumping around, watching. From tree to tree. And then he runs on the ground and is behind the Jeep and throws himself through the air, flies over the Jeep and lands in the bed of Bella's truck. I was like, that truck is ancient and should be total. <laughs> yeah, truly. The fuck? <laughs> Like, if you drop, like, 600 pounds from the sky, because remember, they're, like, extra dense. I was gonna say that you were being, uh, exaggerating a whole lot, but they say that they weigh a lot. They weigh a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and he literally he learned. I made a running leap that propelled that, him over the Jeep. Uh, Emmett controlled his fall so that... <laughs> The it effect was impact. that he was only 180 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> and we yeah. know that the truck's top speed is like 50 some miles an hour. Yeah, so Geriatric it's slow. Slow. It's slow, but that's fast for like a body to land <laughs> in, a, in a car. <laughs> um, then Edward's like, maybe I'll make some conversation. <laughs> they talk a little then they get the house he mentions that once i'd taken her to the clearing this was the only outcome which was very like, like deja no. vu in a bad way i was no, like oh everything in outcomes everything happens in a meadow it's like how is there no outcome in the meadow where they started fighting like but zero like, futures it was impossible for them no to i was like we've spent this entire time talking about all the 
myriad of futures. So like, don't tell me that there was only, that this was the only thing that could have happened. Right. Once I'd taken her to the clearing, this was the only outcome. So that, that implies that it was inevitable that right. if Bella you was there, prepared. Carlisle was going to hit the ball hard enough right. that the other vampires yeah. would hear them. Does that mean that Carlisle was showing off because Bella was there? I I don't also, I think it's just that Bella was there. Even if Bella, I mean that that they were playing. If Bella wasn't there, Carlisle would still hit the ball, and they would okay. still okay. Counter argument is it the visions? Alice doesn't see them coming towards them until Carlisle hits that ball. So he like. You're right. She didn't see there. It makes no sense that she didn't see the possible futures where he hit the ball that hard and they hurt them. Unless, okay, imagine <laughs> kind of a purple haze. Are you yeah, with me? I'm with you. All the futures are like in this kind of purpley haze. Yeah. And, you know, she like checks the haze and doesn't see them coming through. But that that little thread of a future, it's hanging out in there, but she like right. didn't find it. I mean, it is infinite futures. I'm just saying even saying a vampire the- cannot perceive infinite futures. And saying I, I mean, I understand that Edward is saying this for like effect, but like no, there isn't this wasn't the only inevitable outcome, bruh, because we've spent many chapters. <laughs> detailing how it wasn't <laughs> and how the plot could only happen because of it but now they're through the meadow i mean through the knot if i were a vampire i would use all my vampire super skills to find out what happened in interesting unsolved mysteries that tortured <gasps> me as a human wow i'd be like who killed john benet i'm gonna know tomorrow <laughs> It would be very good at that. If I were a vampire, <laughs> I would use my time more wisely than these vampires. Okay, this is a little convoluted, but I watched the movie Palm Springs with enjoyed it so much. What's what that is. Andy Samberg and the girl, one of the girls from Community. It's a it's, it's on an Hulu. In, it's an infinite oh, loop I don't movie. Have which I thought did such a great job with an infinite loop. And I guess it would spoil the movie if I told you no, don't tell I me. think that. Don't tell okay. me. I want to see it. So they just like you, one of the you characters uses her <laughs> infinite time in a much better way than I've ever seen anybody use their time in an infinite loop situation. And it was like, oh yeah, duh. Of course, that's a solution to your problem. Of I'm going to text you about this later because I want to <laughs> talk about it more because I really enjoyed that movie, but I don't movie. Really I recommend. Um, I recommend. But I just want to tell you the way I felt in that scene was just like this motion. She's fist pumping, listeners. Yeah, so anyways, that reminds me of how Maya just like solved being a vampire and I'm like, yeah, duh. Of course you could do that. <laughs> Why isn't everybody using their infinite time in that way? I mean, okay. I wouldn't. Well, that's not very useful to humanity. There aren't any no, unsolved answer. mysteries you would like to know the answer to? I mean, not any that I, I would can, go like, to the Bermuda Triangle and just hang out for a bit, <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> okay, so then uh, Edward and Rose argue some more 
and everybody else has deeply and immediately accepted Bella as part of the family and Whatever. Rose is the only holdout. Rose oh, is they, the only rational one out of all of them is actually what's happening. Like imagine as much as you might enjoy like you know your brother or sister's like fun new girlfriend you're like oh I love them so much but if your partner were in danger in the process of Risky. like saving this new person you just met your entire you family like, you know you'd be like actually person I love most in the world maybe don't run into that burning building maybe for them there's something else we should do yeah I like agree. I don't want them to die but, but I agree except for the whole premise that Edward will never love anybody ever again you know it kind of just like solidifies the process like when your sibling has a new significant other you don't know if they're gonna last like they might last but they might not but like Edward supposedly is just in love forever and that's it and that's all he's gotten is his one fucking shot at happiness and Rosalie is the most rational of them all and realizes that's stupid okay but even then imagine the person you love most in the world like if you were to balance their life on a scale with like your siblings person they love most in the world <laughs> and that person's like, brand you're like, new. like I love my sibling <laughs> they look brand but, new. like and you've met them one time yeah. and exactly they're more expendable <laughs> this is this is pretty mercenary I'm glad I've gotten um, this deep I really enjoyed a throwaway line about Laurent because listeners, if you remember oh. Laurent's at the house, like, look, I need no part of this. Thank you very much. Um, Laurent's eyes swept is about where he used to live. Oh, never mind. No, okay. I was like, does this support that Edward's into him? Oh. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's Laurent's eyes, Laurent's glittering, gorgeous eyes swept through the room, <laughs> appreciating a kind of life he'd left behind long ago. Though this was not a palace and he'd lived in several, there was an atmosphere of permanence. I was like, hang on, go on. As yeah, a vampire, like 300 years or... old. He's like 300 years old. So I can't, I mean, it could have been three, 300 years ago. He could have lived in a palace. Who knows? We don't. France has a lot of castles. We do. Go, yeah, I would like, I would like to, I'm ready for more information. I mean, <laughs> Loved it. Um, I also appreciated a throwaway line um about Bella's socks because now I know she has <gasps> stinky feet. <laughs> it's true. It's like, oh, the smell was so strong <laughs> on her socks. Bella's scent was fresh and strong. <laughs> <laughs> a question I had in these chapters: They were like, okay, so James will like run around town till he catches Bella's scent. I was like, there's a storm. Like, shouldn't the rain? The Watch continuous her rain and fork make it a great place to hide her. Two thousands girl. The It's on my two thousands girl playlist. Look it up. <laughs> You'll have to post it for everybody. I don't think we posted. Oh my it. god! Yeah, I put it on the page. Wow, I'm gonna have to put it on for everyone. I already got oh. more likes on it, guys. Put it on the Patreon for everybody. Um, yeah, so then they all split up and Edward's sad about it. <laughs> they... Exactly, chapter ends. Chapter Kate, ends. 
they take a bag full of sports equipment yeah, and, and like prop it up put like it into the car okay this is ridiculous because if I saw that bag I'd be like okay she's not in there right because <laughs> it makes no sense why would they, they put her in a bag, bag? why would yeah. they put her in a <laughs> and if it's like oh well we put her in the bag so you don't know if she's there or not it's like oh, wait what oh, <laughs> she's not there um yeah anyway that's it <laughs> yay Wait, there's one more moment, which they have kind of a James Bond moment where Esme, clear, no, Carlisle <laughs> calls Esme to tell her that it's time to start running. And he keeps the phone down by his like waist and dials without looking. And when she answers, he responds without moving his mouth. Clear, clear. And then they disconnect. It's very James Bond. Don, Don, Don. I'm going to say my best sentence. I haven't like, yeah, I'm just gonna go for it. I don't. Yeah, I haven't done it. a. I haven't done a thorough. Re- Anyways, I'm just gonna pick this. <laughs> <Let's> so, <go. laughs> clear. Carlisle whispered. He disconnected, and I was disconnected too. Oh. I had no way to see what she was doing now. No chance to hear her voice. I shoved the despair away from me before I could start wallowing. I had a job to do. <laughs> it's like she's so good at very like very James well. Bond and cheesy but it's yeah. like kind of good and I like you know the like parallel meanings of disconnect yeah that's good <laughs> um I have my worst handy do it they're in the car and you know Edward's like upset or whatever <laughs> um the fury that gripped me felt dangerous, as though I might actually hurt Alice now, despite loving her. I tried to contain it, letting it bend only in words. There is no other option, I roared, inches from her face. I wrote, no, no, bad. So aggressive. I don't care that you're upset. You don't get to roar yeah, inches you from your sister's face. It is okay to feel that upset. Mm-hmm. It is okay to feel dangerous it is okay to feel like you might hurt someone but it is mm-hmm. not okay to hurt them and it is not okay to scream inches from their face he's so very bad yeah. he is so rude throughout that whole chapter oh, yeah. worst Edward. disrespectful who raised him carlisle esme try again <laughs> that's why they had to have all those other kids <laughs> Uber. Uber. <laughs> oh, let's see what do i got here Okay, I really want to just like say that my best sentence is probably the fact that Edward is thinking that Laurent is more handsome. <laughs> That's your pick. I support it. Thank you. Oh, I know. I have, a, I have another good one. Just because it really reminded me of Twilight. Um, just that Edward says, I would feel better if there was any evidence that Bella was concerned about her own safety at all. <laughs> I was like, that's that is a fair point. Bella is not concerned about her own safety, and we were very mad about it. <laughs> True. Bella, like at every moment, is actually like, "How could I put my life in more danger?" <laughs> right. Like, and we gets it wrong a lot in this chapter. He's so stupid, but like that, this was the right one. <laughs> hmm. Struggling to pick a best. Struggling to pick a worst. I do think my worst okay. is the one I already read. This is a little convoluted, but I'm going to go with this for my worst. 
Okay, so this is when she's like, you have to take me back. Charlie will call the FBI. They'll be all over your family. Carlisle and Esme, they'll have to leave to hide forever. And so, you know how he says we've been there before? And so we all, we're all speculating about how they have been investigated by the FBI before. Mm-hmm. Um, but his internal response is, this was what she wor- was worried about. I was, I supposed it shouldn't surprise me that she was going to pieces over the wrong menace. First of all, rude. Right. He says, <laughs> calm down, Bella. We've been there before. So we had to start over. It seemed a meaningless thing at the moment, uh, which means that he does not mean that they've been investigated by the FBI before. They've just had to start over suddenly before. And so it I was could still mean disappointed that this um nixed the FBI theory. You know what? I this don't think that's a great conclusive. point for a flashback. <laughs> <laughs> right in the middle of the action. Can you resurrect the FBI theory? Yeah, I think that it could still mean that they had been investigated by the FBI, but just like his point is, so we start over elsewhere, whatever. Like all of it's still true, but just like the key that he decides to focus on is the starting over. over. Like when you get investigated by the FBI, you choose. Sometimes you have to start over. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes that's just how it goes. Okay, I'm going to pick this as a best, even though I think they're probably better best. I thought I'd known what burning felt like. That was pretty good. I started. Before the burning was the thirst, not the pain of being separated from his love. Wow, powerful. <laughs> That's my pick. I technically didn't read a worst, but I already did it earlier. Oh, okay. It was uh, worse. the bruising force M dash for her. <laughs> I love it. Um, listeners, thanks for coming on this journey. Mm-hmm. Email us with questions, comments, or fanfics that you have read about Laurent's backstory at TwilightFacePodcast at Edward gmail.com. being into Laurent. Or Edward slash Laurent. <laughs> Ooh, can I make a plug before we go on? Yeah, yeah because what I do you have to plug? plug? I keep meaning to write back to one of our listeners. Um, in per- I'm Guys, I'm going to write back to all of you, but you know, I just got behind. Uh, but I keep meaning to write back to Aaron in particular to say, Aaron, I listened to your podcast and it was really good, but I had to take breaks because I thought yeah. it was scary. So listeners, if you like scary things, look up wherever you get your podcast, My Skeptical Sister by our listener, Aaron and her, her skeptical sister. Um, <laughs> I also listened to one of them and it was so fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Did you get there scared? There was a whole long thing about Bigfoot and so I thought of you oh guys. Oh my god. We've had so many anecdotes about Bigfoot. Now so I gotta. <laughs> um, I was like alone. I was like cleaning the bathroom when I was listening. And you know, there's like a mirror in the bathroom and mirrors are like kind of ah! creepy on their own. So I had to like take a break because I was like, ah, I'm scared. Um, <laughs> but it was really good. That's my plug. Holler. If you'd like to support us, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash twilight phase podcast that was a special shout out for aaron who's one of our patrons along with leamy andrea king's gambit laura bailey ed aaron samantha bridget joshua melina and eric how you went backwards that time i went backwards (laughs) mixing it up you can follow us at twilight underscore phase on twitter and instagram and twilight phase podcast on tumblr Disclaimer, we own nothing. The Twilight universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing by me, but actually this time, 
cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Moore. We'll be back next week. And if you don't like it, you can fight me. Hi, everybody. I like that, like, run to end it. <laughs>